going on, Packers fans? Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It's Tuesday, Players Day Off, but we take no days off here at Cheesehead TV because we're devoted to you, Packers fans worldwide. It's what we do. Packers will be back on the practice field tomorrow afternoon, getting ready for their showdown with their division rival, Minnesota Vikings, who did look pretty decent last night. Got to say, against a tough 49ers team, Vikings pulling out the W. Uh, they're a good example of a team that, sure, yeah, faced some adversity early in the year. Hell, just a couple weeks ago, losing Justin Jefferson, but starting to put it together, especially on defense. And that's what you're hoping to see, just a glimmer of in Green Bay. Problem, of course, is <laughs> there seems to be no end in sight when it comes to guys making mistakes, approach on both offense and defense, injuries playing a major, major role in Green Bay at the moment. But it, it is a reminder to people that what you are early in the season does not necessarily mean that's what you're going to be for the entirety of said season. The Packers got to start turning it around, got to make it start happening on Sunday against the Vikings. And I know people are very frustrated. Uh, people are very ready to jump ship in some quarters, as it were. But I think the Packers are going to look a, a bit better on Sunday. And I don't think it's you know, anything other than a realization after coming off of a bye week and thinking you had a plan that really didn't come to fruition the way you thought it would should serve as a wake-up call for the staff and for the players. There's not much you can do about injuries, right? There's no doubt about that. It sucks. It's frustrating. But every team is dealing with them in one way or another to one degree or another. So that, you know, can't be used as an excuse, and I don't think it will. But there's got to be some bit of pride here when it comes to what they're doing on the football field and what they're making happen as coaches, what the players are putting on tape. It's frightening to watch the mistakes being made repeatedly by the same players over and over and over again, um, and not even in the same manner. I mean, these are just mistakes across the board from basically everybody. That's the stuff that has to get kind of, I don't even say cleaned up because I think it's too broad and general and that's what the coaches say and it's real easy to say but a lot harder to do. That's where each guy has to take a little bit more pride in what they're putting on tape and what they're showing to the world because whatever excuse you want to come up with, whether it's injuries, whether it's, oh, they're so young, they're the youngest team in the NFL, etc. Man, you're still professionals. You're still representing the Green Bay Packers and I do think that that is going to be Maybe not a direct message from LaFleur and company, but I do think that's going to start to sink in here real quick in Green Bay. Um, you know, there's only so long you can say, well, they're a young team. Well, they're maybe young, but as Rasul said last week, we're five, six games in now. You know, this ain't new now. You've done it week in and week out for a number of months. At this point, you have got to start, you know, self evaluating, owning up to your mistakes trying to ensure that they don't happen again. And that means everybody. It means every single player. From Jordan Love to Dallin Levitt. Every single guy. We'll see if there's any kind of uh, you know forward progress on Sunday against a team, again, that's looking like they're starting to put it together a little bit. Good measuring stick for the Green Bay Packers. I like that they're at home. I don't think it means a whole lot in the uh, realm of the Lambeau mystique. I don't think that's been a thing since... Uh, Michael Vick ran all over us in the playoffs, but I do think it should help them. And I really, really hope they can get off finally to a bit of a start on offense. Uh, but they got to do the work and they got to make it happen. 
Hello, everybody in the comments. Hope you're all doing well. Good to see everybody. <laughs> Chuck, what's going on, man? Stu, football, no doubt. Uh, before I get going, let me give a shout out to our good friends over at Firecracker Farm. That's right. Spice up your game with Firecracker Farm's amazing hot salt. What is it? It's sea salt infused with ghost, reaper, and scorpion pepper. It's great for grilling, dips, and cocktails. You name it. Now, who makes it? It's a family brand made by hand in small batches, not in a factory. And right now, Firecracker Farm is offering a 20% discount for Cheesehead TV viewers and listeners for a limited time on your first order. So go ahead. Go to firecracker.farm now. Place your order and get ready to spice up your game. Don't forget to use CHTV at checkout for 20% off. That's firecracker.farm, promo code CHTV for 20% off. And while you're getting your hot salt, don't forget to circle your calendar for next Friday. That's right, a week from this Friday, November 3rd, at Revere's. The locals may know it as Well Street Tavern. They're in Delafield, Wisconsin. Corey Banky will be in attendance to help launch Carry the G. Available on draft and in cans on premises. Drew and KB from 97.3 The Game will be there not only for this event from 6 to 8 p.m., but they will also have a live broadcast of their daily show from 3 to 6 on site there at Revere's. Be there, people, next Friday, November 3rd. It's going to be a lot of fun. Wish I could join you guys, but I'll be here in New York City. So throw it down for me. Pound some carry the G's. And most importantly, you could win two tickets to the Rams game. That's right. Corey will be giving them away. So be there. Be square. Got to be in attendance to win. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. What's up, everybody? Don Vito starting us off. What's going on, man? There's a Packers fan civil war online between wanting to move on from Jordan Love. I stand with Love. And you, Nags, thanks again for your hard work. I think it's silly to have any kind of war after, what, six games. Um, I don't even entertain that idea until after the season. Like, let's see the whole body of work. Let's see what transpires. Let's see how the young man responds and perhaps grows from this early adversity in his career. I, I just, I think it's all reactionary. Like, you know, poor Wes and uh, Mike were on their one of their live chats with Packers fans on the Packers YouTube, the official Packers YouTube page, the channel there. And the very, and I mean very first comment, on in the YouTube chat was fire LaFleur. Like everybody just wants this instant like gratification of somebody's head rolling, whether it's Jordan Love or or, or Joe Barry or Matt LaFleur. Like, man, that's not the answer. That is ridiculous. That's how like that's how you become the Cardinals is behaving like that. Backers will take the totality of the season and then start making determinations. And mostly probably those determinations have been already made as far as they're going to give Jordan Love more than one year if he can continue to show progress and he can get better throughout the season. There's a lot of ball game left. There's so many football games left to be played. People making any determination right now is absolutely absurd. Rob, what's up, man? Packers Daily shall henceforth run on Lombardi time. I don't know about that. I ain't going to be 15 minutes early every day. That, that, is, that is not going to happen. Lambo Leo, what's up? Thanks for the super chat. Enough of the love bashing. Our oldest wide receiver is 17, and our O-line couldn't block traffic. Go, Pack, go. And that's part of it, too, right? I mean, for whatever faults and misgivings you may have, you know, faults love may have and misgivings you might have as the fan about Jordan's game, man, look what he's being asked to do and work with down in and down out. An offensive line that can't block 
constantly, and I mean constantly, having to deal with these third and longs and then dudes running the wrong routes or bad routes or dropping things. I mean, I get every quarterback deals with some of that stuff, but Jordan's dealing with all of it all the time, nearly on every down. Again, I'm not excusing his mistakes. They are there and they can be seen, but people act like he is just terrible. And it's like, can we recognize that it's 11 dudes on every snap? And more often than not, one or maybe two or three of those guys are messing up and they ain't Jordan Love. Like, that's where it's kind of baffling to me. Uh, Vex, what's up, man? Listen to your radio segment. Do you think the Packers expected to not be competitive? Are they okay with the product on the field? No, they expected to be competitive. I think they banked on, you know, David Bakhtiari being healthy. They thought they had a way of working towards the end of last season when they had him on the field for, what, the last two months outside of the appendectomy, which was totally random. But they thought, okay, this is our way. We know how we can keep him on the field. You fast forward to this year, and, well, he played one game. You know, Aaron Jones is the same thing. This team is completely different if David Bakhtiari and Aaron Jones are playing in every game. Completely a 1,000% different. They're your blue-chip players. Both of your blue-chip players have basically missed, in Bakhtiari's case, every every game but one and in jones case most of the games outside of like two you know what i mean and even in the games he's played he hasn't played a whole lot so yeah no they expected to be competitive the injuries have absolutely killed their two best players on offense and they're left with this complete shit show of young guys trying to figure out how to play in the nfl now that was a calculated risk you know they got the short end of it no doubt about it but they didn't go into the season saying, oh, we're going to suck. That is not the plan. The plan was to be young, but to have some veteran presence that should help them win some games, which is exactly what Bakhtiari and Jones would have done had they stayed healthy. Relax, 142, what's up? Bears still suck. See, now that, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a sentiment I can get behind. Look, I, I, I saw on, online earlier someone saying, you know, I don't care if they don't win another game as long as they keep ownership over the Bears. And you know what? That's a healthy Packers fan right there. That's a Packers fan who understands what they're looking at. Like, yes, I want them to win every game. I understand they're not going to. I hope they win a bunch. I hope they win 10 games, 12 games. I hope they win. I understand there's a good chance they're not going to win that many games. But they got to beat the Bears. Got to beat the Bears in Lambeau. I can't have it. I can't have an offseason of the Bears fans and their nonsense thinking they're doing something because they won that game. I mean, you see how bad it was last year when they sucked, won three games all year, had the number one pick, and thought they were about to run the North. Can you imagine that they beat the Packers? Man, can't have it. I am, The Bears definitely still suck. Steven, what's up, man? Less of the tight end screens, more play action crossers. God, Steven, you're speaking my language. It's the tight end screens. It's the wide receiver screens. Like their screen game in general has been pretty porous. But even when they've tried to do like traditional screens to the running back, it hasn't been great. But God, yes, please, Jesus, stop with the tight end screens. Stop with the long developing perimeter screens in general. Can we start going vertical just a little bit? And I'm not talking like we got to bomb it. Just like where is the intermediary attack? in any way, shape, or form, preferably off play action, you know, especially off a boot action. 
I just, uh, man, I'm with you, Stephen. I wish I had, you know, the the wherewithal, the ability to give you what you want because it's exactly what I want. Packed out. What's up, man? Do you think that the offense slash Lafleur could benefit from adding a consultant slash coach that comes from a different scheme? I mean, maybe, but that's not going to happen in season. Um, the time to do that would have been this offseason. And possibly, yeah, I think it might help to get a different set of eyes, another viewpoint, some ideas from outside, whatever the scheme is that they've cobbled together. I don't think that's a bad idea, but it's not going to happen in season. Mimsy, what's up? Crazy to say Matt LaFleur needs time on play calls. It's year five. Okay, yeah, but it's a very, 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 very different situation. I mean, you see that, right? Like, you know that. I got to know that you know that. Like, I get it's frustrating, man. And I said yesterday in this chat, like, maybe he gives up play calling eventually. I don't think it's going to happen this week. But if things keep going the way they're going and he can't find an answer, maybe he does hand it off. But... He, I mean, as much as Jordan Love is dealing with those guys running wrong routes and guys not being able to block, the play caller is dealing with that too. You know, Matt has called plays in the league, yes, more often than not with a decent offensive line and a quarterback who can make every throw known to man and has seen every defense ever attempted. It's a very different situation. Oh, and also by with a Hall of Fame wide receiver. I mean, it's a very different prospect now, right? So, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I get it. Yeah. Right. No, he needs a little time to figure out what the hell he can rely on. Because right now he can't rely on jack shit when it comes to his players executing anything he's asking them to do. I mean, anything. I mean, the basics. And I'm not talking just the young guys. The veterans are doing it too. It's a hard way to live, man. Janice, what's up? If Love isn't given options to bail on a play, how do we succeed when they stack the line? Also, is it telling defenses, don't worry, we can't change the play? Yeah, Janice, it's it, the lack of, uh, say, audibles, ability to change the, the whatever you're seeing. They have plenty of cans, right? But, yes, there are plenty of plays where you know Jordan doesn't have an out. Um, I don't love it. I'm not a fan of it. I would like him to be able to get in and out of stuff on at his discretion. But he is very young and has only started, what, seven games. And I understand NFL coaches, they are control freaks. They want some control over these situational calls. Like, and I, like I said, there's plenty of can calls where, depending on what the defense, the look is, you're going to get in or out of one thing or the other. But that's different than what you're talking about, like, you know, where – it's a short yardage play or some situational play where it's very obvious that they've got something, you know, schemed up. That's probably going to be really tough to execute against. Yeah. I'd like the quarterback to be able to get out of that. You know, I'm with you there, Ryan. What's up, man? I think people need to relax with love. Let them develop. Give them a couple years. Packers fans have been spoiled by instant QB success. Example, Josh Allen. It took him a couple years to grow. Yeah. Josh Allen's a, pretty big outlier when it comes to you know the fact that he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn when he came into the league and his accuracy really improved now i've seen a lot of people point to that fact when it comes to jordan love and his lack of accuracy and yeah you'd like to think that yeah that could happen but man the nfl history will tell you that that is a very 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 rare occurrence now that said i agree with you yes 
Packers fans are impatient. I don't know about spoiled with instant QB success. I think they've got amnesia. Aaron Rodgers didn't look like Aaron Rodgers his first year as a starter. Yes, you saw promise and you saw some really great plays. You also saw some boneheaded plays, but you saw the promise, right? I think people are having a hard time seeing promise in Jordan because of the lack of an offensive output. The problem is, is Aaron Rodgers was playing with a ton of experienced vets, both in front of him and that he was throwing to. Jordan loves playing with a car on fire. You know what I mean? So it's hard to see the promise. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, that's the amnesia I'm talking about. And then for the older fans, they all talk about Brett Favre like he was a god among men on the football field, which he was for a stretch. But before that happened, he looked like Jordan Love. Go back and watch any of those games, 93, 94, where he's running around, throwing it in the dirt, trying to throw it underhand. It's intercepted. Like, you know, it took some time. It got to the point where Mike Holmgren almost benched him for Mark Brunel. That's how wild and out of control and crazy it was, you know? So that's why I kind of kind of just laugh when people talk about moving on from Jordan Love. Can we let him play 16 games, please? Or 17 or 18 or how the hell many we're playing now? It's just, uh, it's, yeah, it's amnesia. And it is, yes, indeed, a uh, lack of uh, patience. Minzy, thanks again, man. What was worse on the INT, the call, the read, or the throw? Well, the read. I mean, the read is the read. He's it's designed to get to Torre, right? Uh, and they have the tight end sit down to draw that coverage up. Um, and I I completely understand everyone talking about you got to dump it off to to uh, Dylan there, right? And live to fight another day, get it to fourth down and manageable. Who knows with Dylan on that play, he might have gotten close to a first down. All of that said, I don't kill the quarterback on a call where Matt himself said, you know, I probably should have gone less aggressive. I mean, he went third and 20 and he dialed up a deep shot, you know? And I thought, I thought Kurt Benkert's point on Twitter was pretty good. You know, any other veteran, and now some, some Torre has been in the league for a year, so he's not a, a rookie, but any other like legit vet comes back and fights for that football drag, you know, draws the flag and then you're in field goal range to win the game. I get the aggressiveness there. I think Matt needed, and hey, Matt himself said this. You know, he needed to be a little smarter about it. You know, you, you're you essentially, by calling that play, you're giving your quarterback the green light to go get it. You know, I have a hard time killing Jordan for it. And I know everybody else wants to just say it's the worst thing since whatever. But I don't, I, like, that. Your your coach just called that play in that situation. Like, I'm going to get it. You know, I, I understand it. I, I, I get the kind of, I guess, gut instinct to go for it. Now, I also understand people saying, well, didn't he learn from last week or the last game? You know, chucking it up for Watson and coming up short and Watson not going back and fighting for the ball, all of that. Like, didn't he learn from that? And that's what that's my one kind of concern out of that. It's like, yeah, I love the aggressiveness. You always want to be aggressive, but we hear about it all the time. But I mean, yeah, we'll have to fight another down. Be smart with the ball. Ball is life. You dump it down to Dylan, you still got a chance. You take that shot, man, you're putting a lot of faith in Samari Torre and his ability to go get it. And 
I've seen what now five deep shots to Samari Torre between you know the summer and then the regular season. I don't think they've connected one time. So it's like it's not even close to becoming like a, a forget high percentage play, but a play that you can you know think for a minute is going to connect. So yeah, I don't know, man. It's it, to me, it's like he should have been put in that position. I I I hate I hate that call in that position. Ryan, what's up, man? Going to be at the Packers-Vikings games this Sunday. Could see the Pack pull it out knowing it's going to be below 40. Just need a first-half offense. So, you know, I mean, it's all about just getting on track early, right? Is it going to be below 40? That's awesome. Oh, I do. I, I just love that it's a noon kickoff. We haven't had it. Let's get a noon Lambo kickoff, baby. Lot one going to be hopping. Let's do it. Luke, how you doing, man? It's pretty cool. The old head, Spoon, Pete, etc., have been really positive over the last two weeks. I love to see it. I don't know if there's positive. They're just, they've seen it. Those guys have been through it all, you know? Hell, that, that far stuff I'm talking about, they were there. They saw it. You know, they know. They know what they're looking at, as opposed to some others. Jonathan, what's up, man? How quickly do you think they can fix the spacing on routes? Thought for sure they would get a, a bi-week focus. Yeah, it's hard to watch, man. It's tough, especially when you watch the coaches tape and you see these dudes like running next to each other in the same spots. And that's I'm not even talking about the play where like Watson runs the route, the same spot that Reed does. Like that's a very particular case, but like just spacing and making it real easy on the defense. I don't know, man, that's something Vrabel's got to figure out because it is noticeable right now. And it is that's a tough way to live. If you're a quarterback and you got two dudes kind of in the same vicinity, well, now you've drawn more defense towards whatever concept you're trying to run over there. You just got to check. You As a progression, you're just like, nope. Like, that's an instant nope. Because you just got way too much, you know, way too many defenders in the area. So, yeah, that's something they got to fix, man. I don't, I don't know what more they can do. It's on the guys on the field to make it happen. But, yeah, I don't I don't envy Vrabel in that, in that regard. Don Vito, what's up, man? What are three things you do to simplify the offense? <laughs> um, clone Zach Tom. Uh, have uh, Matt LaFleur use his 2020 playbook and pray. How's that? John, what's up, man? Bears fans are busy clamoring for Cheater Harbaugh. I, you know, I get it. I understand that. But look. The Bears fans are in full on like they they got a backup quarterback. They're celebrating the fact that they got a backup quarterback. That's hilarious. Miguel, what's up, man? This season is very fascinating to me. I just want to see how things unfold this year and how we evaluate everything after the season. Hi from Brazil. What's up, Miguel? Hello from New York City. That's a really healthy attitude, by the way. That is exactly the attitude uh, I think Packers fans should take. I'm just a man with an opinion. And a microphone, but yes, Miguel, exactly. See how things unfold and see what the reaction and or response is. That is absolutely 100% probably the most healthy attitude you can have as a 2023 Green Bay Packers fan. Spot on. Damn, how you doing, man? Thanks so much. Who has gotten better from last year to today? Uh, Zach Tom. As good as Zach Tom was last year, the 
way he's playing, I mean, especially hell, the way he played in that game, that's probably his best game of the year out in Denver. Um, Zach Tom has improved very, very much so. Um, I think Romeo Dobbs has improved. I don't doubt for a moment uh, he's a different player off the line of scrimmage than we saw kind of down the stretch last season. So there's two examples for you. Ayahuasca, what's up, man? Oh, making pulp out of the purple would be sweetness. Let it manifest. I love this idea. I'm all in on it. Mimsy, thanks again, man. To paraphrase Ted, the good Lord did not make our old line. <laughs> the good Lord only made so many. And uh, he he left a few attributes and bits of focus short when he made up ours. All we need is one win. Just got to get one in the W column. No better time to start than on Sunday against the Vikings. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough for hanging out, talking Packers. I'll be back tomorrow, obviously, and the Packers will be back on the practice field. So hopefully we'll get some updates on injuries. I saw a couple questions about injuries. Uh, I yeah, There's nothing yet. Um, I know Rob had some reporting around it um, on a few injuries, but we'll get official word tomorrow. Ayahuasca, late. Super chat. What's up, man? I had to take the word beating out of my super chat for it to send. YouTube is officially Viking fans. <laughs> That's good. That is really good. Uh, what da, 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 da? Did I miss a super chat? Oh, God. The the absolute horror. Um, Mario, there you go. As much as we are struggling the last few weeks, I still believe Matt can still be a very good play caller, and we got to have a better game offensively. I believe we can. Yeah, I don't find anything to quarrel with in that statement. I mean, it has been tough. It has been a struggle. It is unbelievably frustrating. But they still have the tools to be successful. They just got to stop shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, I'm going to say it every week until it stops happening. But that is what's happening. They're beating themselves. It's hard enough to beat another NFL team without, you know, making it easier for them, which is what the Packers are doing. That is a number one. I mean, there is no other thing they can do that will help more than to stop beating themselves in every way, whether it's a holding call, whether it's not fighting for a football, whether it's, you know, uh, missed tackles. These are the things where they just do their job and execute. They'll start winning some of these games. But that's the A number one thing they got to do. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, any Carry the G Club members or Patreon members, I'll look for you all at the top of the hour, this week's happy hour. I'm sure it'll be a lively session, as it always is. Um, thank you so much, everybody. Please hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.